Hey, it's Morgan. And this is Ashley. And this is Hear Me Out, the podcast. Morgan's had some exciting weekends the past couple weeks, and one of them was a hair show. Not many people actually know what the Behind the Chair show is. For it to be as big as it is, it's literally like the Grammys for hair. But anyway, I made it to the top 100 of one of the categories. Didn't win. Didn't even make top 50. But you know, I was in top 100, and that's enough for me. But the show was really fun. If you want to go watch it, I have literally the whole weekend posted on my TikTok if you want. Morgan Holt hair. Subtle plug. Um, Anyway, that was just really fun and exciting, and I feel like bragging about it. It's brag-worthy. Yeah. I don't think I have any exciting life updates Mm. since the last time. You went to the beach? Yeah, I went to the beach, but that's not hair-related. It was still fun, though. All right, cool. Well, let's just dive right in. This week, we're going to talk about anxiety. We We all all got it. We all have it. We all love it. We don't love it. But we're not, I feel like a lot of people talk about typical anxiety you have working in the hair salon, like obviously being scared to do haircuts and shit like that. We're going to talk about other stuff because that's kind of boring. Like everyone is scared in the beginning. Obviously everybody's scared, always. But I want to start with the thing that was scariest to me. Okay, so I have a little backstory and I really feel like I'm exposing myself. I don't know. This feels cringy to me, like, but it's it's a story. So... I feel like the biggest issue I had when I was getting started was being a people person because I never have been. Like, I don't think I started speaking until I was eight years old. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean by people person? Being able to say, hi, hello, how are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, sure. just, just had generic conversation. meeting people. Just meeting people. And, well, more specifically, meeting people that were paying me to give them a service. Right. But this is how, like, not people person-y I am. I remember one time in high school, we did this science experiment where a few of the students brought in a bag of clothes from home in a Ziploc bag, and we had one kid blindfolded. <laughs> where is this going? Stay with me. We had one student blindfolded, one student that was friends with all of the students who brought in bags of clothes. She uh-huh. was blindfolded in a back room. Mm-hmm. She would open up bags, smell them, and tell whose they were mm-hmm. based off a of scent. And did I it was, work? Well, yeah, it did. But, so, it was all of the of the scenty people back there, mm-hmm. the neutral role who was smelling them, and the science teacher. I had been going to this school for, like, 12 years at this point, and still thought that no one even knew that I existed. And this was a little school. Like, I only had 17 people in my class. And... In your whole grade? Yeah. In the whole grade. What kind of school was this? A small one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. In a mission. You good? Was it, like, public? No, it was private. What was it called? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Let's talk. That's weird. That. Did you wear a uniform? No. Okay. So. I mean, we had like a dress code, but not Well, duh. Well, some places don't, right? All schools have dress codes? I think so. I don't know. Anyway, so the smelly Anyways, people. Anyways, so the smelly, the girl was smelling the bags. This is how awkward you are. Well, not even awkward how like unseen I thought that I was. The girl opened my bag and the smell came out and the teacher goes, oh, that smells good. What laundry detergent do y'all use? Mm-hmm. And I answered. I answered. I was like, oh, I think we use Tide. And everybody was like, why the fuck did you just talk? Like, now she knows whose it is. Because oh. she was trying to smell it, but then she heard my voice, so she knew whose it was. Uh-huh. But I, like, in my head, I had known this girl for 12 years, and I was like, mm, she doesn't even know what my voice sounds like. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, coming from that to part of my, or most of my job being communication, with strangers? Is it with strangers that yeah. I'm trying to make happy? Right. It was quite the adjustment. Did you have an issue with that? Or have uh, you? Yeah. You like talking to people, though. 
Well, yeah, I can pretty much talk to a brick wall, I feel like. Yeah. But I think because we had different, like, starts, like, I went to school. Yeah. So, after, like, two and a half months of being in the classroom, we were taking guests. And it would be, like, they all came in at, I think it was, like, 10 in the morning. And we had, like, a little waiting area. And there would be, like, a group of 10 people. And you would have to just walk up to the group and say whatever name you have. Whatever that would be. You know, just go get them from the waiting area. And the first day I had to do that, I was like, I want to die. I would always ask the front desk, which one is she, like, what is she wearing, whatever. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want to just walk up there and announce. Once I got over that, it was a little bit better. But even then, we had consultation in a list form that we had to fill out on paper. Yeah. So it wasn't as hard, because it's not like you were making conversation. It was like you're just following your sheet. But I think school really helped me with that, because it wasn't so forced and awkward, because they weren't technically clients. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now it's, I just talk to anybody, so. Yeah, and I think that's kind of how mine was, too. I did an apprenticeship and didn't go to school, but the lady I was apprenticing under, I got to practice a lot. Like, she would let me practice consultations on a few people, but the main thing, it was a sweet situation, so the guests walked in and checked in at the front desk and sat in the waiting room until we were ready for them, and she would give me almost a script of what to say when I went up there. Yeah. So I had... What did you have to say? I would walk up there and be like, hey, I'm... Blank. Um, <laughs> or Morgan. I'm Blank's apprentice, Morgan. Yeah. It's nice to meet you. She'll be done in just a few minutes. May I offer you a drink while you're waiting? That was the script I followed every single time. So it was really easy for me to get into being comfortable doing that and yeah. then switching to instead of saying I'm such and such as apprentice, be like, hey, I'm your stylist, Morgan. I'll be ready for you in a few minutes. Can I get you mm-hmm. something to drink while you're waiting? The other biggest thing that helped me get more comfortable with people, especially stepping into somebody else's shoes. When I was a client going to get my hair done, it was awkward for me too. It's awkward in general. It is. It's just awkward because like you're you're meeting somebody that is going to be physically touching you for mm-hmm. the next few hours. Yeah. But you're strangers and you don't know if you're going to get along, but you're signing yourself up to be in a confined space touching this person for hours. Right. So it's awkward both ways, but one thing that helps is initially complimenting somebody the second they walk into the door. For like, sure. Oh my god, hey, where'd you get your shoes? We were literally taught that. It was like, yeah. give them a compliment, ask them their pros and cons almost, like what they like about their hair and what they don't like about their mm-hmm. hair, and like compliment what they said they liked and then what they didn't like, change it to where it's not such a negative thing. Talk, Talk about to, it as an adjustment and not right. a negative. And not like a problem. Yeah. I don't remember the word, but but you know little I mean. tips like that—that's it's like a script in your head, but the way it comes out sounds natural to them. Yeah, and just immediately makes them feel more comfortable. And they don't know that you say that to everybody. No, so they don't. They know. probably think they're special. Yeah. So that's my top icebreaker: is complimenting them, asking them where they, not only just saying, "Hey, those are cute," but "Those are cute." Where'd you get them from? Yeah. How much were they? Like, Do I they still really sell care. them? Have a whole conversation about the compliment that you're having. And that gets all, like, the word mumble-jumble out. Like, the awkwardness. Yeah. before the Before they even sit down. When they're on the way sitting down to your chair. And then, when they sit down, I just get straight to business talking about hair and doing a thorough consultation. Mm-hmm. Because I have to make sure that we're on the same page when it comes to... Uh, whoa! <laughs> that was like a double-decker, bro. <laughs> I have to make sure we're on the same page when it comes to their overall goal before I even touch their hair. And this is another thing that Candy Shaw taught me. When you're doing a consultation... Don't lay hands on their hair because when they're talking about their problem issues, they will touch what they Uh don't like. Pay attention to what they're touching and keep, yeah, and keep your hands out of their hair because you'll learn a lot more by them touching their own hair. Yeah. Pointing out the issues. Who is listening to this podcast? Hairstylists. Right. This is not for regular people. So why are we like saying how to do a consultation like as if they don't already know? 
Most people don't. Really? Yeah. Okay, sorry, continue. That's You'd weird. be surprised at, like, the basic things that... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry. So, and, well, and we're not really going to touch on consultation. I just had to throw that in there to kind of jump to my next point. Okay. So, like, I'll do the initial meet and greet, compliment, get straight to hair, but then once we've got... Because once you... If you do the consultation correctly, you shouldn't have another hair-related question, period, throughout yeah. the rest of the service. So once the consultation is over, you have a plan of what you're doing for their hair. They know what to expect, and y'all both kind of have a visual mutual agreement. Yeah, a mutual agreement and a visual what the outcome's going to be. Hair talk is over, unless they bring it up again, and that's what they want to talk about. Because after the consultation's over is when I start to get personal. Like, I use the same icebreaker questions and, like, get-to-know-me questions every time. Yep. But what do you say? Because I don't ever really hear your consultations. Well, two things. Not a consultation, but it's funny that you say, like, after consultation, no more hair talk and just personal talk. Because mm-hmm. we were specifically taught to not have personal conversations with clients. That's so... What would you talk about? Which I, I get that's weird now that, like, I'm in it. But they were, like, people going to get their hair done, which I disagree with, but this is just how it was taught. Mm-hmm. It was, like, they're going to have a relaxing day, you know. They don't want to think about their problems. They don't want to talk about what's wrong in their life. So that's why they told us to keep it hair related so that they weren't talking about those things so that they were like relaxed. But I think people like to talk about their problems to someone who has no opinions, you know, like an unbiased person. I was going to say, I feel like you can really tell the vibe of it's very easy to distinguish the people who just want to sit and relax and chill right. and that's fine like, like are we a, should talk in today yeah, or what? like have a silent appointment that is okay but the people who want to talk i feel like it is nice to have a neutral stranger there who has right. your undivided attention for who a has few to listen. hours yeah literally we're being paid to listen to them if they want to vent like why let not? it out we a hairstylist a therapist like we obviously don't everything. provoke we're not gonna say mm, so tell me about your trauma but right. if they want to start talking about it... We would love to listen. We can converse. Yes. You had two points. My consultation is uh, not as thorough as it should be. I kind of, like, get the gist of it in the beginning, get started, and, like, kind of ask more along the way. Yeah. So it's not, like, everything all at once. I'll start with, hey, whatever, whatever, what are we doing today? And kind of seeing where they take that. That's normally when they pull out, like, a picture. Mm-hmm. When they do have a picture, I like to say, what is the first thing you see in this picture? What are you the most drawn to? Sometimes they don't even really know what they want. Then I'll pretty much figure out what I'm doing from that as far as placement technique kind of thing. Then haircut. Pretty much people just tell you when what they want for their haircut. No point. Yeah. Or show you a picture. Right. Then once I'm doing the service, if we didn't already discuss like the tone of the color, then like when it's getting more timed it where I can see what their hair is lifting to, to where I would know my options yeah. is when I'm like, okay, so what kind of shade of blonde do you prefer? Or if we're working towards a goal, that's when you could say, yeah, well, we didn't get that light today, but we can do this to work to this goal or, oh wow, shocker. We did what we needed to do. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep your kind of option, your options open in the beginning. Right. And not overpromise something. Right. Like, That's don't true. say that something is going to happen when you know it might not. Yeah. That overpromise <laughs> and underdeliver. What? <laughs> you didn't answer my question. What was your question? <laughs> I said, what are your icebreakers that you ask them about their personal oh. life to get conversations started? Oh, I always just the good old, where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> What's your address? <laughs> <laughs> what does your house look like? Pull it up on Zillow. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah. That's a classic. It is. It just kind of gets the wheels going. And, they and kinda, it's like, oh, you don't? Oh, well, where are you from? Right. How far away is that? Yeah, because I don't know anything, so like I can just be like, oh, I've never heard of that. Like, where is that? How far is it? Y'all got a Publix? <laughs> <laughs> the important things here. Yeah. <laughs> if well, they want to talk, 
they take that and run with it. Or if they they'll don't, answer your question and just sit there and look at you. Right. And then you kind of know, all right. And then I'm like, oh, so do you want the Wi-Fi password? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's really, it's so hard for me sometimes to, like, age range people. And I can never tell if they're, like, 40 years old with grandkids or if they're 18, still in high school. So another question I ask is, are you in school or are you working? That question is like open to interpretation. They can answer however they need to. And it tells me how old they are without me saying, how old are you? But that also did get you, um, that has, that one day. That has <laughs> messed me up. Are you talking about the girl Who I already like, knew? And then I yeah. forgot. Yeah. So I had been doing this girl's hair for probably a year. Couldn't ever remember anything about her. An- another point, take notes on people. It seems like serial killer ish, but just do it. So I had been I, I doing her hair forever. Things. And I can never remember anything about her. So she came in one time, and I was like, fuck, what do I even say to this lady? And I said, so are you are you still in school? And she just looked at me, and I was like, oh, wrong question. <laughs> wrong bitch. She had been out of school for, like, six years, had three kids. Like, all, anyway, so um, just... You know, keep keep your questions um, open. Ask your questions, but remember the answers. I write the randomest things in because my notes. you know what? That was the last time she came back to me. She didn't it come was back? no, she's never come back. Oh, because I really after I said it, I was like, I think that offended her, and she's never come back. I feel like you could have covered it and been like, Oh my gosh, you look so much like someone else. But I had been in her hair forever. Like she knew that I knew who she was. Like we follow each other on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> you really goofed on that I one. I really, I really must up. Whoopsie. So just um, pay attention maybe to the words that are coming out of their mouths. What I used to do before I started taking notes, like how I do now, I would go through like the whole day of work and then like two days later be like, oh yeah, let me write down some stuff about these people and be like, oh my God, who even is that? Who, what? Like what did we even who talk about? Who is that? So I try to, if I don't already know the person, right when we're finished, I will just write down just random facts. Like three-year-old lives in Perry. I have never done that. You should see my notes. They're pretty psychotic. (laughs) I have never done that. I keep telling myself I need to, but I just don't. It helps a little bit, but I'm the same with formulas, though, too. I don't write down formulas. I'm like, "Mm, I'll remember. Uh, I'm like, when I see their face, I'll remember. When I see their hair, I'll remember. Sometimes you do. I do most of the time. Yeah, I can never. It's just every once in a while, like, that girl. It's mainly, okay, not to sound like a bitch, but some people are not very memorable. That's true. Especially when you do, like, five people in one day, it all kind of blurs into one. And they're all the same person. And they all get the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> what makes you different than the Which rest? Which blonde-headed Brittany are you? <laughs> Take advantage of your location. Like, we're close to a military town. So that's one question I ask everybody, too. Is like, oh, you're not from here. Are you here for military purposes? Yeah. And then that can start up a whole new conversation. Because sure. I am very ignorant in that department. I know nothing about the military. Like, Me either. Literally nothing. So I always have lots of questions. And I may sound dumb, but I don't care. It, it can turn into an hour-long conversation. Yeah. Because I have so many questions. I had this one girl who had moved here from, like, you know, I'm not even going to say because I don't remember, but it was somewhere far away mm-hmm. in a very different climate. Mm-hmm. It was cold there. And she's... <laughs> what? <laughs> it was cold there. It was. Like, it wasn't, like... It was, like, the opposite of this. She was like, yeah, I wanted to have, like, warmer weather, so I moved here. Well, she was also doing something at the base, but she came in in, like, April or May. So, before even summer started. Oh, and she, she said, seen nothing yet. <laughs> she was like, is it going to get any hotter than it is right now? Because, oh my gosh, like, it is so hot and so humid. Like, 
is this it? And I said, It's oh. going to be like Satan's armpit. I said, honey, you got a big storm coming. Mm-hmm. I said, it's not even summer. Get your fans ready. And she was like, what? Because she was in, like, airplanes, like, teaching people. She was, like, teaching, like, a... She was, like, a pilot instructor. <laughs> so she was... She was, like, in airplanes teaching? <laughs> yeah. She was... It was basically, like, a driver's ed. I know you didn't do driver's ed. Yes, I did. You... I, I drive. What do you mean? Oh my mean? god, wait. You didn't have driver's ed. I was talking to someone else who didn't have driver's ed. You have to have it to drive. Not in 19 whatever. You think I'm that fucking old? I'm talking. Okay, never mind. Let me finish this point, okay? <laughs> she gets in the airplane with like a student and they drive the plane with her in it. And she like teaches them while she's in the passenger seat. And there's no air conditioner in the airplane. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah. And I was like, uh, literally, you're brave. That is I mean, awful. she was like, yeah, we'll fly to Florida and back, like, three times a day. She's probably gonna fly back to her hometown and never leave. Probably. Anyways, are there any other questions you ask people? Oh, I like to say, how did you find me? That's or, a good one. It's just, you know, kind of gives you an idea of where your attraction's coming from. But then what do you say after they answer that question? Um, it depends on how they, like, how they answer. If they're like, oh, I just found you on Instagram. I'll be like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, I'm always curious to see where people find me from is like what I normally see, say. See, I that's where I fudge up conversations. Yeah. Because I'll say, "How'd you find me?" and they'll answer and I'm like, "Oh, cool." And then that's it. Well, that's suitable. This one time I did say, "Oh, show me your Instagram, I'll follow you back." Funky. I mean, it's just something, you know. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, you found me on Google? Leave me a review then." Another question I Ooh, that Got was pickleburgs. That was aggressive. That was loud. Another question I ask everybody is what show no let me restart i also like to ask everybody what show they're watching like if they're watching any good tv shows recently i've been asking every single person who comes to the door if they watch desperate housewives um that's a good one and if they well most people say no i think i've had one person that says yes so we'll sit there and talk about it but i feel like you always say i need some good shows to watch yeah i'm looking for a show instead of saying like what do you like to watch i'll say something like that so they're just open to say whatever right I wish I read more so I could talk about books. Maybe one day. Anyway, do you ask people that? If they read? <laughs> oh, do you shows? read? <laughs> do you know how to read? <laughs> about um, shows. I don't think I ask anyone about shows or reading. I love that. Like, I genuinely don't care. Like, if you refer a show to me, I'm not going to watch it. Right, that's why I don't ask. But I, if we are into the same shows, I could sit there and talk about it for days. Yeah. So that's like, I'm not really looking for recommendations. I'm looking for you to say what I'm thinking. So you can talk about so it. So we can talk about it. Yeah. I think I get, I get a lot of mothers. Okay. I mean, freaking everyone's a mom anyways. Well, somebody's got to make babies. I feel like recently it's been a lot of new mom. I even got a review. She said a new mom refresh. Okay. Her nine month old baby was walking. You <laughs> <laughs> swear to God. I was like, like uh, what? What age is normal? Like, like a year. Two? Oh. No. <laughs> like 11, 10 months to, no. Okay. Well, if she's only a month early. It's like early. a year. Average, I want to say. Oh. So I she, think. She's just a little ahead of the game. I mean, 9, 10, 11, 12, that's three months early. A nine-month-old is not big. Unless he's just. I couldn't just, tell you what a nine-month-old looks like. I mean, me either, but like not. I thought you were to say, I mean, me. <laughs> and her dad, the baby's dad was a aerospace engineer so they were so just a genius i said that's why he's walking because he's, he's walking and she said good thing he didn't get my smarts or whatever 
And I was like, girl, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. But earlier we were talking about um, how to kind of tell if someone wants to have a talking appointment or a non-talking appointment. And I feel like a lot of the appointment is you reading people and not, like, reading their... Attitude? Reading their attitude, reading their facial expressions, reading their tone of voice everything because body language it's body language because it's really i feel like a what are those what are those people who read people like a no like a, a psychiatrist psychologist no like that reads your future no oh <laughs> then what do you mean like a psychiatrist like detectives or investigators when they're watching people in the investigators in, their, in their rooms analysis every time he lies he looks up you know what I mean? I do, but I don't know the word. <laughs> anyway, that's what I feel like. Analyzing their every move. Yes. And you have to. And I've gotten good at reading people because I'm Kinda the same to. way, though. I can't hide my emotions. Right. And so I can really tell. Like, you can really tell just by looking at someone when you ask them questions if they want to be speaking to you or not. Yeah. Some people, you will know right when they walk in the door, they are like a firecracker. Oh, yeah. And they're so excited to be there. And they're so excited to talk to you. And you just have to be so excited with them. Right. <laughs> you have, to, you have to. I guess it's more not like matching them. Yes, matching their energy more yes. so than reading them. If you don't want to talk, neither do I. Bitch, I'm here. I'm tired. <laughs> I've told the same story four times today. I'm good. <laughs> oh, another Wait, thing. We need a better transition then. Oh. <laughs> I was going to edit that out. Oh, okay. And not, no, because the, the last one, everything. So, another thing. Another. Oh, and another. And another. <laughs> but you have. But, mm-hmm. but, 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 but. So you read You can them. also read. You can also. It's also. <laughs> you can also. It's also. Ink. The remix. The remix. <laughs> I was about to say that. It's also really easy to read how people feel about their hair. What do you mean? Like in a good or bad way? Yeah, like when you turn them around and you're like, surprise. Oh my God. And they just sit there and they're like, ah. Oh. I'm like, oh, she fucking hates it. <laughs> that was a good segue. Thank you. She. That's so, literally the absolute worst. My least favorite is, part of the whole appointment. If I don't turn you around, there's a reason. And you start crying. Well, no. Oh. If I don't turn you around and well, you yeah. immediately start crying happy tears, I you, will you think about it. it for weeks. It will keep me up at night. I'm trying to get better about it because I have like just this huge fear for no reason. I mean, I have a reason now, <laughs> but before I didn't have a reason. And I would like purposely blow dry them, not facing the mirror. Yeah. And I was taught not to do that. Yeah. But I would just say like, oh, it's just like the cord is like in my way. Okay. So if I'm ever, if I'm like, this is going to look so good. Like she's going to be so confident. happy. I'll blow dry the first. Cause my cord literally is, I don't have my cord plugged in next to my station. It's yeah. like 10 feet away. So I literally cannot blow dry them facing the mirror. But if I know it looks good. I will blow dry the, the top section and like the money piece facing the mirror and then turn them away. If I'm feeling iffy, back I'll first. Still, well, no, I'll still keep them turned towards the mirror so they uh-huh. don't think I'm hiding anything, but yeah. I'll blow dry the back first right. so I can look at it and then I'll move to the front and then I'll turn them. Yeah. We had a guest speaker one day that told us to always blow dry the front first because if you blow dry the back first, they're waiting with wet hair they're for literally X just, amount of time. Just. Yeah. Having no idea what it looks like. They're just sitting there anxious the whole right. time wondering why you're not blow drying the front. So even, right. well, I say that, but even if I know that it looks wrong, like, because you can tell when it's wet, especially after you've been doing hair for so long, you can you can picture what it's going to, like, dry based off of what it looks like wet. So if I know that it may be off, I'll say, I'm going to blow dry uh-huh. the front, check the tone, and see if we need to adjust anything. Yeah. 
And never fix. Adjust. Adjust. Because if you say fix, it's like, what's wrong? It's like, oh, she fucked it up. Yeah. So I will say that so they know going in that if I blow dry and it's not exactly right, they don't, like, freak out and start stress sweating. We going back to the bowl. Yeah. I also, this is unrelated to fuck-ups and being scared. So why am I even going to say it? Just say it. I just hate blow drying with a passion. Like, I really, it's my least favorite thing. I love it. It's so therapeutic. Mm -mm, Unless it's hot. That's me. I'm always hot. And it makes me hot and it makes me nervous and I don't like it and my hand cramps and my wrist hurts. So, anyways, I'm doing it wrong, apparently, but... If you well. blow dry the front first, then it's like, damn, I just gotta get through the back, and I'm done. But whenever I do the back, it's like, because that's where the bulk of the work is. Yeah. When I do the back first, and I'm like, I'm so over this, and I still have to do the front. Well, that's why I do just one section in the front for them to see, and then yeah. I do the back first, and then I move back to the front. I also yeah. save, like, the mohawk section for last, and so it can do be it like all last, big. all blown back. Yeah. Anyway, that was kind of sidetracked. But being able to read their expression when you turn them around is really, really important because they may, like, I don't, I don't ever, and my God, by no means am I perfect. Like, I swear, half the people that I do, I'm like, mm, please let but me But that this. one little piece. Yeah. yeah. But I don't ever want anyone to leave the salon. Unhappy. Unhappy. But sometimes they won't say anything. And it, it like makes me upset if I turn you around and I can visibly see that you don't like your hair, but you pretend that you do. And I will sit there and haggle you until you tell me what's wrong yeah. so we can fix it. And even, like, I'm very upfront about, like, if, if I see something that needs to be adjusted, but it's not necessarily a bad thing, I'm just not in love with it, I will just blow dry it, turn you around and say, hey, I want to show you this. Mm-hmm. Would you mind if I tweaked it a little bit before I style it? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're like, no, honestly, I don't see anything wrong. I'm... I love it, and that's okay. But if it's somebody that I know, and we're, like, friends, I, I I will fix it. I'm trying to think about where I was going with that. I was wondering the same thing. Like, you just want people to be honest and say, it's okay to not like it. Like, if you yeah. don't like it, I'd rather you tell me that you don't like it so we can fix it to something you do like, rather it's, than you hating your hair, going somewhere else to get it fixed, and probably talking badly about you. Or leaving a bad review over something that could be easily fixed right but it was really hard for me to not get personally offended it took a while for me to separate like you have to separate your personal feelings from business if you mess up somebody's hair that's just business it's nothing personal and it was really hard for me to separate my emotions from that because yeah like if I just spent three or four hours doing your hair and I blow dry and I don't like it and you don't like it that sucks but it is what it is and you have to save your business and get over your feelings and make them happy. It's also a learning opportunity. Everything. Everything. Learning opportunity. You learn from your mistakes. But the conversations that you have when you know that they don't like it can be really awkward. Oh my god. I like have butterflies right now just thinking about it. It literally makes me so anxious. Well and it's almost. It's like you have to build up your own confidence in it because. Yeah. At this point in your career, like, you're able to have a conversation with someone who doesn't like the outcome, where me, I'm, like, um, terrified about the person in tears. Yeah, and I used to, like, deny, deny, deny. Be like, oh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it was the product. Maybe it was this. Maybe it was that. Do Take anything blame except blame myself. But all it did was hurt me more because it, it makes them think, she don't, don't know what know. the fuck she's doing. Yeah. I don't want her to touch my head again. Instead of coming up front and being like, oh... I'm sorry, I should have done this differently. It'll be a really easy, quick adjustment. Let's just go back to the bowl, and you'll be perfect in no time. Yeah. 
So I feel like changing the verbiage from like trying to blame the lightener or their hair or whatever into just immediately owning up and offering to offering a complimentary adjustment. Yep. Makes everybody so much more comfortable. Even if you don't want to do it. You really, you and that to. really go along with building up trust in your consultation. Because if you have a shitty consultation, then you mess up their hair. and It's like your own And fault. then you try to blame it on something else. That is the trifecta of a bad review. So what do you say? Like, well, <laughs> let me just give you a scenario. Okay. You turn somebody around and they start crying. What do you say? Oh my God. I'd start crying too. That's happened to me. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Did you cry too? No. Oh, they just started crying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw your TikTok about that. Yeah. <laughs> but that was not your fault. Well, no, but... Anyways, um, if someone started crying, I would freak out. But you can't. No, you, I, I feel like you wouldn't. Like, talking like, about it, it's easy outside, to say I would freak out, but what would you actually do? I would probably start out with, what don't you like? I think. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, what's wrong? What don't you like? Mm-hmm. What did you think would be different? Good question. And there you can kind of go off of, like, for example, if you said in the beginning, you're not going to get that light today, and they're, like, not as light as they want, and they cry about it, okay, well, I already warned you about that. It's just going to take one more time, and then you'll be light again, you know? Something like that. If it's just something totally, they just hate it. Or I, if they wanted ginger copper, and you accidentally gave them fire truck red. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, wait, are you asking what I would do? Yeah, what would you do? Oh my god, freak out. I don't know. What would you do? Because you haven't really had that happen to you yet. I mean, once. But it wasn't bad. It still looked good, it just wasn't But if it genu- you genuinely fucked up, you turned her around, she started crying. Well, okay, if I genuinely fucked up and I knew it, I wouldn't turn them around. You just would shave their head uh, and be like, bye. <laughs> I would like... I would say before they got a good look at it, like, oh, uh, there's some things I'm going to adjust. Let's do that before you really give them the full view, you know? I would probably just say, like, what don't you like? Talk about options of adjusting it or if it's possible or not and offer to fix it. Yeah. I mean, what else can you do? I mean, cry that's pretty with much them? all I do. <laughs> yeah. Let's sit here and cry together, girl. <laughs> That's like what the one lady who I turned around and she just started bawling. I was like, oh, okay. Let me get it together. I said, like, explain to me what's going on. Yeah. And explain to me what's going on. Tell me what you're not liking. Please let me help you get this fixed today. I don't want you to go home unhappy. Yeah. And, oh, but then in this one situation, she, like, told me what was wrong. She had accidentally asked for the wrong thing. Blah, blah, blah. I fixed it for free. Spent another two hours fixing her hair for free. Mm-hmm. Turned this bitch around, and she goes, we should have left it how it was. Get out. Bye. <laughs> Never come back. Anyway, so sometimes that happens, and there's there's really... I think that that one situation that did occur in my um, past <laughs> was partially my fault, too. But I think that that was a great... I mean, it sucked, and I hated it, and I wanted mm-hmm. to cry and like never come back. But it was a good learning experience for what to do and say next time because I was so caught off guard because the whole time I was expecting her to just love it. Yeah. And so it was very um, shocking, her reaction. And that is almost just like a stab in the heart even more when you're expecting them to love it and you think it looks so good. And you spent so much time. And then they don't like it. Yeah. It just like shatters you. But that's just the reality of how this thing works. Yeah. So I think next time I would be a little bit more prepared. Yeah. And that's really like a, you can't have stuff like that prepared. 
Yeah. Like, you can't. Like, you never know until it happens. And so, it's all, it, it just, it has to happen. Like, it has to happen for you to be able to deal with it. I think the only time it would be okay, like, you don't ever offer for them to leave for free. Like, even if they don't like it, you still charge them, right? I did, yeah. Yeah. Is that wrong? No, I do too. But, I, but like, you would charge them, but fix it for free. Yes. Or adjust it, whatever. Charge them, but adjust it for free. A lot of yeah. times I give them, like, if it really was, if like. If it's that bad. If it was my bad. At least cover, like, your product. Yeah. If it was my bad, I will give them a discount. I will give them retail to take home. Yeah. If it's and that I bad. will offer, like, one complimentary adjustment appointment. Yeah. If we can't do it the same day. But if it's something but, that they asked for and it looks like what they asked for and they don't like it just because they don't like it, yeah. it's like, okay, well, I did what you wanted. I'm sorry that you don't like it, but I can't just keep doing it. And that and was, like I feel like that's, a lot of times, that's more about the client wanting to bully you into getting a discount. Yeah. And I used to give into that, but I don't anymore. And I'm like, well, it's kind of what you asked for. We discussed this in the consultation. It looks like the picture. And that's why the consultation is so important. So you cover yeah. your bases before that happens. And some... People, sometimes people just don't want to be happy. <laughs> They'll just never, never be pleased. And those people, I'm okay with not giving in to giving them a discount or giving them complimentary whatever they want because most of the time that deters them from coming back. Because if they're able to manipulate you and bully you into getting a free service, obviously they're going to keep coming back to you because duh. They're going to keep getting stuff out of but you. But if you don't give in to that, you'll never see them again. Which is and kind that's of what okay. you want. Yeah. So I have gotten I've gotten a lot better about doing that. Being like, well, I'm sorry. Like it, it is what we discussed in the consultation. Charge them and tell them to have a great day. <sighs> you know how awkward it is when you have someone coming in and you don't remember them. Yeah. How do you? <laughs> <laughs> how we were kind of talking about that earlier with my, with the one girl. Oh yeah. It's more for me like, <laughs> I do not remember your face, but I'll just remember like your life. Does that make sense? No. Like, because I guess you don't really look at their face that much. Like, I'm not doing your hair looking at your face in the mirror talking to you. I'm talking to you as I'm doing your hair. Mm. So I remember, like, all the stuff you said, but, like, I can't put it with your face. I'm the opposite. I don't remember names, and I might not remember... Most people, I do remember details, but I don't remember... What am I trying to tell you? I don't remember your name, but when I see your face... Like, if I see you in public, I will know who you are, but I'm not going to remember your name. If I have someone scheduled on my book, I'll look at the name and say, who is that? I just did her hair a month ago. Mm -hmm. The second she walks in, it all comes back to me. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people aren't like that. I think I'm the opposite. Yeah, you are the opposite. I mean, names are a little iffy. After I've seen them twice, I know their name. For sure. I do not. But (laughs) also, something that I don't do that we probably should both do... Another thing that I was taught, you know, by the wonderful school. Mm-hmm. Say their names at least three times within... During the appointment. The appointment, yeah. yeah. So when they walk in the door... That's just a general, like, trust-building, yeah. building relationships thing that you right. should do. Address them by their name. When they leave, Yeah. say their name. Just stuff like that. I guess that's, like, the reinforcement so you remember. And I've name. also gotten better. So I normally do that when they walk in the door. Instead of being like, hey, girl, I'll say hey and say their name. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I don't know how to pronounce people's names. Yeah. So I will just say, hey, girl, how are you? And then as they're walking to my chair, I'll say, can you remind me how to pronounce your name? I don't want to say it wrong. Yeah. But and then that it used also to... kind of looks like you don't know their name. But obviously you know their name if they're scheduled. Yeah. And that used to feel really awkward to me. And it may still be awkward for people, but it's not awkward for me anymore because I've done it so many times. Right. Like, not make it a big deal. Just, can you remind me how to pronounce your name? And then move on to 
telling them their shoes are cute or whatever. Yeah. And especially if, like, you don't remember their face and there's multiple people coming in at the same time. Oh, my God. And it's like, oh, no. That's when I just walk to the back and say, well, y'all go up there. Yeah. Tell me who it is. Yeah, like, that is so true. If you've done their hair, like, three times before. Yeah. And they're coming in at 2 o'clock, but five other people are coming in at 2 o'clock, and you don't know who is who, but they know you. Right, and you can't act like you don't know. You can't just walk up there and be like, Jennifer? Like, who are you here for? And steps forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. You is that is me. what I do, though. I'll say, hey, who are you here for? And they'll right. be like, you? you? Oh, girl, I'm sorry. And, well, that's one thing I liked about COVID, because I could be like, oh, I didn't recognize you without a mask on. Right. Can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But that is hard. And I also don't know how to... I really, like, I need help with... Please share suggestions. Because I don't know how to start conversations with people if I've done their hair before, but I don't remember. Because I know I went over all of my icebreaker questions with them, Mm -hmm. like, three times before. But I cannot remember. And it's really hard for me to start conversations. The only things I know to say are... Like, if it's during the summertime. Did you go Mm -hmm. on vacation? Yeah. Have you been on any trips recently? What did you do for... And then I say the holiday that just passed yeah but that's all I got I today with that girl I remember her of course but I hadn't seen her in like a hot minute yeah so I said what's new but instead of just what's new if you know something specific for example when if that girl comes back when the nine-month-old baby is walking I would say oh what's new with your son what oh is he like a year old now and then it's like oh wow she did remember that yeah or oh I know you had kids even if you know their name that's, like, in college, it's like, oh, well, college just started back. So you could ask them, oh, how was, like, move-in, move-in day, how's school going, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I had this one girl but who if, was moving. Oh, how was the move? So mm-hmm. it's, if you write down the specific thing. I know, and that's my issue, which I need mm-hmm. to, because I will just be starting from scratch with this person who knows everything about me, and I know nothing about them, and I'm like, um, have you eaten pizza lately? <laughs> no, it's like that TikTok. It's like, have you ever had a Krispy Kreme? Have cream? you ever had Krispy Kreme? Was it was Krispy Kreme? <laughs> That's how I try to talk to people, and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's good. something up there. Did you lock the door? Don't say that yet. What do you mean? Don't anger it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hate you. Bring it in. Bring it in. I don't know if it's just this area that we're in, or if it's everywhere. The hair, this is going to sound so tacky, but whatever. The hairstylist community is very, like, positive and uplifting, but in our area that we're in, ooh, that shit's toxic. toxic you are only allowed to be friends with the hairstylist that you work with and that's if y'all get along but you it's like it's like rivalries with other hairstylists at different salons but essentially you're not in competition that you should be working together together instead of against each other but here it's like headbutting like if you see another hairstylist when you're in kroger you run you run run for cover it's weird I don't really know that much about that because I don't really know anybody except the ones I work with, but... That's true. They all talk shit about each other, too. I mean, I... Okay, this is weird. Well, (laughs) I've noticed just from one other instance and then the ones I work with, there is a lot of crap talking when it's necessary. Like, it's, um... It's not rude if you can... You're clicking your nails. Sorry. (laughs) It's not rude if it's true, you know? Yeah. But the first week I moved here, I... All my stuff was packed up still, and I really needed to wash and dry my hair because I was going to see, like, I was going to have dinner with my family that I hadn't seen in, like, months, so I didn't want to look disgusting. Mm-hmm. And all my stuff was packed up in a truck um, and halfway between North Carolina and here. So I went to, insert salon name, and I just got, like, a blowout. 
and I told the girl, like, yeah, I just moved here, like, I do hair, I'm like, blah, 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 whatever, I'm gonna start working at X name salon, and immediately negative comments. Yep. Which I think, even if you didn't, like, I get you're trying to tell me, like, the scoop, but, like, let me figure that out for myself. Yeah. I literally don't know anybody here. I don't know any of the salons here. I don't know you. I don't know this place. I've never been there. And you're immediately putting that negative mm-hmm. image in my head. Which, they were correct. Yeah. But, I think if it was me, and I had someone coming to sit in my chair that was in the same situation I was in, I would let them form their own opinion. Yeah. Because everyone is different. Some people love that And that's exactly that how I feel, too. Like, I have my own opinions, but you can have yours. And I even told you that yeah. the very first day we met. Yeah. You were telling me about different salons and I was like I'm not gonna say anything because I'm gonna let you I said I just want you to figure everything out on your own right and not only figuring things out on your own but it's so hard to get wrapped up in all the different negative opinions you're hearing Mm -hmm. from other people that happened with me too when I first started because I moved here not knowing anybody not knowing anything and I had so many negative opinions about so many things that were wrong just because of all this shit talking that was happening by other hairstylists so that's like its own obstacle to get over, filtering through all the negativity and the weirdness. Because it shouldn't be weird. Yeah. For other for hairstylists from different salons to get along. Why is that? Like what you should is be friends. This? You have mutual yeah. lives. We're not on freaking Survivor or something. What <laughs> right. is this? Also, there are plenty of fish in the sea. We're not fighting over. We ain't fighting over anybody. No. There's enough to go around. Right. But it is also really, this goes back to me just being, like, awkward. But it's really hard. It was really hard for me to transition from having coworkers that I only spoke business with to turning that into, like, having a personal relationship and a friendship with people. Because I guess in the beginning, it was really easy. It was really easy to start conversations because, like I said, I'm not. I guess what I'm trying to say is building relationships with clients is a whole different ball game than building relationships with coworkers. If you don't like the client and y'all don't get along, fire them. You don't ever have to see them again. But your coworkers, you see them every day. You have to see them every single day. And if you don't get along with one of them, oh, well, suck it up. I am a people pleaser, especially when I first moved here. I don't work in the same place as I used to. But when I first moved here, I didn't know anybody. I just wanted to be friends. I just wanted to be nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I really just tried to, like, form the same opinion as everybody. Maybe not personally, but outwardly. I wanted it to seem like that. Just to fit in. And I wanted to be friends with everybody. And that backfired. It almost actually got me fired. So it's it was just really hard for me to kind of learn. Because, like I said, people would shit talk people even that worked in the same. I feel like I'm, like, having a stroke. <laughs> They would shit talk people in the same salon as them, so I would hear, like, Bessie talking shit about Nessie, and then Nessie getting shit talked by Amber, mm-hmm. and then, like... But then they're all best friends. Everybody just talking about everybody, and then they're all best friends, and then they're all best friends shit talking me, and I'm like, I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to go get Dunkin'. Like, I don't... <laughs> it was rough. I guess it makes it easier because you're all in the same industry, and obviously, that's the same way no matter where you work. Like, it's really easy to talk about hair mm-hmm. and what Common you're doing. And, you know, it's just a lot harder to turn that into an actual friendship and it almost makes makes it weird if you're not friends with your co-workers because like what if I'm stuck in the break room with somebody I'm not friends with and we can't have an actual conversation for longer than five minutes it's just awkward silence yeah the place I 
where it used to work was literally just like that. Such awkward tension because you know that everyone's talking about everyone. Yeah. But then when they're all together, they act like best Besties. friends. Oh my gosh. So gross. That's why I was so glad when I came to where I work now. Because immediately, everyone's cool. Yeah. No issues. We're all... We can all hang out outside of the salon and it's not awkward and we don't we have things to talk about other than work and i I feel like that's normal or maybe not normal because well i also think that everything on social media obviously gets portrayed differently but it's uncommon here to have a a work environment full of females that actually get along well that in general is rare i think for a group of females to all get along it just sucks because it's one of those situations where you don't know until you're in it but it's from the outside it'll look yeah but then when you realize you get up in there and it's a shit storm which is rough because it really I don't know if this is just me but this is how I've always felt I feel like it looks really unprofessional if you're constantly moving from salon salon like salon hopping it looks unprofessional and it may not be it may be everybody in the salon you're working at is a bitch and you're getting bullied every single Mm -hmm. day and treated like crap every single day but it could also but to your clients it looks like oh she's an issue she can't stay anywhere and to your potential future what is it called to your potential future bosses Uh uh-huh like when you have a resume full of 15 different salons and you've been doing hair for three months they're like what is what is wrong with you yeah so it's almost like you have to just stick it out in a crappy situation or risk your reputation trying to find a not toxic work environment. Something I wish was more of like a thing. It Like when I did move here and I didn't know anything, obviously I know like this salon's more of like where I came from, but here it wasn't really like, I mean, I guess that wouldn't even make sense. It's not like you could just walk up in there and like observe, you know? <laughs> yeah. And even if you did, they'd all be fake. Right. When you don't know anybody, you don't have anything to compare to. Like, you don't know, oh, I like her and she works there. Or, like, oh, I don't like her and she works there. You just see, like, salons and you're like, hmm, which one is the best? (laughs) But I wish that in the beginning, before I started working here, that I would have done more research, I guess. Yeah. Because you pick the one that looks great on the outside. Yeah. And it's terrible and I was kind of the same way because I did an apprenticeship and I don't know how it works in every other state but in Georgia you only have you only have two chances you can only move salons once which I had to do and I was really taking a big leap because I was like well if I don't like the next salon I'm at I have to start my apprenticeship all the way over at a new salon Mm -hmm. so thank god it worked out but it's really it's real rough like if you do end up in a bad situation and have to choose have to choose between staying in the bad situation or risking your reputation by moving somewhere else and trying to find something that works out well it really just depends on how what does it work how it really depends on your personal confidence level and how you can handle being judged does that that make sense that makes sense yeah okay like if you know you can handle it you know your stuff like Like, your work can back up right your situation exactly but if you if you're looking a little shysty I feel like that was the other big issue I had to get over obviously becoming a people person which I can be now at work I might still like not be able to speak to you if I see you in Kroger but whatever and then being judged what do you mean judged? because I have lived my whole life in fear of being judged and now it's like this is not a normal job I'm not checking somebody out at a store or racking shelves I am making art on someone's head 
and that person, everyone else working with me, and everyone else who sees the picture is judging it. Every piece of work that I do and that I get paid for is being judged. Well, that would be for a lot of people. Well, not a lot, but any type of like creative job yeah. where it's like you are doing something, it's not like a black and white like textbook situation it's not like you said we don't have jobs where it's cut and dry you do this and it looks like this you know mm -hmm. you're taking your own ideas your own knowledge and making something which can be vulnerable because like you said what if it's everyone is there to judge it mm -hmm. and everyone has different opinions you know i see some things and i'm like what in the world is that that's different. That's different. But I can say that it's that's different. That's people's nice way of saying, I don't like that. Right. That's different. Right. Which that's, I mean, it sounds a lot better than, oh my God, that's so ugly. <laughs> yeah. It's different because some people love it. You know, I'm sure yeah. that some people look at the stuff that like we do and say, wow. Say, oh. That's different. That looks good on her. But or I couldn't pull that off. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. <laughs> but I guess it just gets me because it's not... You just can't let that hold you back. Well, and, well, that and the fact that it's not making music or painting a picture and then putting it in a gallery. This is on someone's head mm -hmm. that they have to live with. Yep. But the judgment could also be a good thing. Someone judged, like, in the grocery store, in the Kroger's. In the Kroger's. For goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> someone judges their hair. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Then says, hey, your hair positive looks really good. Positive advertising. Who did your hair? Boom. Morgan. Boom, Ashley. Clients. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how to do success. 101. But the other place you get a lot of negative feedback is on the interweb. And I learned that the hard way. Really? Yeah. Explain. People are mean. <laughs> oh, on your TikTok? Yeah. yeah. That's another. If people don't like their hair in person, like, whatever, let's fix it. But if I post a picture on Instagram and somebody's like, what? It hurts what my that? heart. That's ugly. I'm like, immediately delete. Delete. It never existed. It's such a hard thing because social media is a necessity now. Yeah. And it was really, I used to have so much anxiety about it because I just straight up would not post for months at a time because I'm like, I have nothing that anybody would want to look at. But all the stuff that you do, like you had beautiful pictures, you just didn't think they were good enough. Yeah. But they were. Yeah. Because I was too scared. I was too scared of people seeing it, mostly people that I knew, seeing it and being like, oh, we knew she would end up, <laughs> we knew she would end up like that, but then it ended up, the more I did it and got comfortable with posting, like I really, I almost made my hair account private and only let certain people follow me because I just really did not want people to see that I was doing hair, because mm -hmm. it felt shameful in the beginning, but once it like picked up, it became such a positive thing. And now I, like, gained respect. This sounds so weird. No, but it's true. And, like, I, like, I'm sure people it, can relate it to that. It went from such a shameful thing. Like something that, oh, she didn't want to go to school, so she had to she end up doing hair. She dropped out of college, so now she does haircuts. Right. It turned from that to, oh, wow, you're She's actually making really it work. great. Yeah. yeah. The same with TikTok. Like, TikTok, getting over hearing yourself speak on the internet, oh, my God. I'm not Traumatizing. But going from being so ashamed, I would feel so shameful if someone told me they saw one of my TikToks. I would I think be like, block me. Shameful or embarrassed? Shameful. Why would you be ashamed of your... I don't know, but I was. That's like I, It felt like I was doing something wrong. Why? I don't know. Weird. But I feel like it's a thing that a little, I mean, obviously a lot of other people, like, not embarrassed, but actual shame. Like, I felt like I was doing OnlyFans when I started posting TikToks. Oh my god. I'm just, like, embarrassed. Yeah, and that's 
a lot to get over to. But now I got over that. And now it doesn't even matter. Like, I don't care. I'll post anything. And it feels fine. Well, not anything. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong platform. I'll post anything hair related. And it feels fine. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. You just really have to gain confidence in yourself, in your work environment, behind the chair with your clients, and online. Because that's where most people are going to see you. Yeah. Your online presence is where your biggest audience is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And who, that's it for this week. We didn't have a lot of, like, funny mom- moments. We were pretty serious. I like the little, every once in a while, little funny things. We had some. Yeah. Um, keep in one of your burps. I'll keep in one of yours. <laughs> I didn't burp. You did something. Well, tell us a joke. And now Ashley's going to share a dad joke. A dad joke? Yeah. I don't even know. Do a normal one, then. I don't know a joke. Look one up. Wait. I gotta know a joke. Oh, I know one. Your face. (laughs) (laughs) Why did that take me so long? I was waiting on you to finish it. I was like, my face what? (laughs) I know one. What? Do you have exaggerated disease? What is exaggerated disease? (laughs) Your face looks exaggerated like your butt. (laughs) Are you in middle school? (laughs) That's funny. Wait, I have one. There's two peanuts walking down the street. (laughs) One of them is raw. (laughs) Wait, I don't know the joke. Two peanuts walking down the street, and one of them got assaulted. (laughs) It got assaulted. So it's assaulted peanuts? Yeah. Was that it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think. I don't think I told that right. (laughs) So we're going to do this every other Thursday. Wait, today's Thursday. Tomorrow. Today's Wednesday? Yeah. Are we supposed no, to do it something? ain't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no. What do you mean, oh, no? Oh, okay. Anyway, regardless, every other week we're going to post something on some kind of day. We don't know. It doesn't matter. But next we're time we're going to talk about the differences between apprenticeships and cosmetology school. Cosmetology school. Woohoo. Woohoo. I feel like I'm like a fifth or sixth year graduate. What does that mean? People who just never finished college and they just call themselves like a fifth or sixth year. Yeah. Like, I'm not a senior, I'm a fifth year. Yeah. I'm literally a, a fifth year apprentice. Not for long. One day. You can find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. At Hear Me Out Podcasts. Probably have to, probably Good have luck. to search. <laughs> probably have to search Hear Me Out Morgan Holt Hair. Just for a little bit until we get some traction. It's only my third day out here. It's, we're new here. Or, and you can find me on everything at Morgan Holt Hair. And you can find me, most places, Ashley Davis Hair or AshleyDavis.Hair. If you need to contact us, if you need to reach out, we want to tell us anything, we would love to hear Ooh, from you. Oh, email is a joke. We need uh, a better one. Yeah. We'll tell a joke at the end of every one. Okay. Some dad jokes. So send us a joke at hairmeoutmorganandash at, at gmail.com. Gmail, yeah. Yep. Peace out. Peace.